Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 19, episode 19, going a little bilingual to start this episode. This is Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the classroom, front office, anywhere in education, with hopes of inspiring and encouraging any educators listening. I'm Brent Cole, your host, a former fourth and fifth grade teacher, currently elementary school, not assistant principal, I've said that once before, principal in beautiful Southern California. And joining me today, I am, dude, I'm pumped, with my good friend and innovator, Chris Pasifume. Chris, how you doing, man? It's great to be here. Um, Man, the opening line with the Spanish, you got me thinking about some three-roll taquitos with some guac right now. (laughs) That sounds good for lunch after we're done recording. That sounds really good. Maybe we'll do that. So, And when you say good to be here, we are sitting in your classroom. Uh, And before we we start talking about why we're sitting in your classroom for this broadcast, um, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you teach? How long have you been teaching? What's your what's your passion? Who is Chris? Well, this is my 12th year of teaching. I currently teach third grade. I taught fifth grade for 11 years. And I just love hanging out with the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I initially got into it, to be honest, for the time off and that sort of <laughs> thing. I was like, oh, if I wanted to raise a family or if I wanted to go on trips... But now, just hanging out with the kids. I think they're awesome. I mean, their joy, their resilience, too, Mm -hmm. is just powerful. It's just cool. We get to interact with people every day. Like we were talking about before the podcast, we're not sitting behind cubicles or making cold phone calls, business calls all day. We're engaged in Mm -hmm. relationships, and what I say and do today is going to be there tomorrow and the families and... I love it. Yeah. So fun. It's going to, I'm thinking of a gladiator line. What we do now echoes in eternity. <laughs> there we go. So, well, I mean, as I said, we're sitting in your classroom right now. And <clears throat> for those who have not listened, if you have listened to episode two of the podcast, Lori Poliska, coincidentally, also a third grade teacher, one of my teachers, we talked about flexible seating and um, just how her classroom does not look like your traditional classroom that you see in pictures of rows upon rows upon rows. And Chris, I'm sitting in your classroom right now, and what we're gonna talk about, what the stories that I want you to share, we could say gamification, right? I mean, but, but as we were talking before we started recording, gamification, for those of you not familiar, is basically like, making learning like a game, putting a gaming spin, whether it's earning points or something like that, taking what we're teaching and making it fun, making it a game. What you have done here, Chris, and what I want to talk about, I think what you want to share is gamification as far as culture. Because I'm sitting in your classroom right now, and if you've not already done so, check out my Twitter feed, at Brent Coley, shameless plug, no, just but I before we recorded this, I'm I tweeted out some pictures of Chris's classroom. So you'll see there, Chris. Your room looks like it looks like a sports bar. <laughs> minus minus, don't worry anybody. Minus the uh, the the beer taps and and anything like is completely non-alcoholic. But you have pennants from the ceiling. You have 
a, a sound system. You have TVs on the front wall, on the back wall, on the side wall, uh, another monitor. You've got like four, like a sports bar where no matter where students are sitting in your class, they have view of a television. You have a class store <laughs> complete with cash register, microwave, refrigerator, where kids can, can, can use – let's start there. Chris, tell me – tell us how do you use – because you, you have gamified your classroom, but not like, hey, in this math lesson, we're going to earn points and make it a game. You've made it so kids are, are just engaged. Tell, tell, mm-hmm. us about, like, tell us about your store. Well, I use Classroom Dojo, and what happens is the kids gain or lose points, and then at the end of two weeks, what Class Dojo does is I'm able to export it into an Excel spreadsheet. I think you have to be on Google Chrome, actually, for it to export export in it. Yeah. Then what... I do is they earn cash based upon their class dojo points. Then they're they're able to use that money to be able to buy things from the store. I pretty much allow them to eat and drink whatever. This is actually something during I during class. During class, I got this, believe it or not, from you because I had I was chewing gum or we, it was a while ago. I had mentioned that I chew gum and do this and that. And I like to eat nachos in front of the kids while they're salivating. (laughs) And you were like, well, do you allow the kids do that in class? And I was like, no, the kids can't do that in class. And you made reference to the kids are watching that you're not even following. Oh, their own rules or like you're not being a good role model. Yes. My talent show. I think the story. Something. I had my hat on backwards. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I have a, I have an option here. I can stop chewing gum and stop drinking soda because that's not really highly promoted in a classroom <laughs> environment. Or I can just allow the kids to do it, and that gets rid of the conflict. Mm. So now I'm just like, oh, you want to chew gum and you want to eat nachos? If your mom brings you in and out, you can do those things. So they use their classroom money to buy things uh, from the store. I would say one thing, it starts with a really good cash register. <laughs> you can't get something that's cheesy. So you, you, you don't have a little Fisher Price, the little one that no, my that's, kids grew No, okay. that thing's pro status. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, because that handles a lot of the transactions. And I also... And kids are working behind there? Kids are working behind that, and that's actually their permanent seat. Oh, really? Because I allow the kids to go over to the store anytime they want. If they want to get a snack, they need some gum, they can just roll over there. But I, I started a freedom level thing. Okay. So what happens is based upon their classroom dojo points, depending on how many times they get moved down is going to determine their freedom level. So if they make zero to three mistakes, they're in level five. If they make four to five mistakes, they're in level four, and it goes on down from there. And then each freedom level has its own variety of freedom. So only if you're a level five are you able to kind of go over there and grab a And kids are earning that by basically show show me that you're responsible enough to do that, and you're not going to choose because I'm sure somebody might be thinking, it's like, well, what if you're in in the middle of something like... 
they're only going to be able to do that because yeah. they've shown that they're responsible enough to not choose the worst possible time to get up and go order a Gatorade or something like that. And the, the buy-in comes from having a great-looking store. And it and it is... You, <laughs> if you're going to use Classroom Dojo, I think, to its fullest, if you're going to kind of incorporate some type of economy point system... The kids have to be motivated to want to earn whatever you're going to be offering. Mm -hmm. So if it's a ticket system or a cash and you're doing pencils or you, they get eraser toppers, stuff like that, I, I don't know how much of a motivation that is. I mean, the sure. kids are just like people. They want to... They want a sugary treat. Because I'm looking over here, you on your menu, you have Twizzlers, which I may stop by afterwards. That's my favorite. You've got gum, you have mints, uh, blow pops, Jolly Ranchers, I, uh, headphones. Yes, uh, they could uh, buy, they could rent an iPad, they can listen to music while they're working on their homework. Just a wide variety of of things and a, a kid's always there, little Starbucks apron that they can put on just to kind of complete the effect. But yeah, whatever reward system you have, it's got to be it's got to be good. And well, <laughs> cuz yeah, the kids when the kids get moved down, they're like, "Oh, it's got to be motivating." I mean, I, you think of the the example of dangling the carrot in front mm -hmm. of somebody. Well, yeah, you dangle a carrot in front of a a donkey or whatever. The, the donkey likes the carrot. You dangle a carrot literally in front of a third grader probably not going to work very hard for that carrot, but you dangle, dangle a Jolly Rancher or Twizzlers or some headphones or an iPad, that kiddo's going to work now. Exactly. So. Exactly. And the freedom levels, um, you know, we're big too because only freedom level fives oftentimes are the ones that get to stay inside. And we'll probably talk a little bit later about some of the perks of staying inside and that sort of thing. So they don't want to move down a freedom level too, because those comes with other consequences. For example, we order pizza a lot. Mm -hmm. We must have a $450 Domino's pizza bill from this class alone. Uh -huh. And what I do is I, I use Remind and I text the parents. I'm like, oh, I'm ordering pizza today. It's been burritos. We've done Starbucks. And the parents will respond back. They've kind of gotten used to it at this point. You know, some of this other teacher jokes that I wouldn't want my kid in your class because it would just cost me so much money. <laughs> but then, you know, the parents respond, I'll take two. Yeah, let my, have, let my son have whatever. Okay for X. Yeah. Just real simple response. And then I go, how many do you, and then I just go around the class, how many do you want? I'll take two, you know, and it's $1.25 a slice. I've kind of yeah. done the calculation. But only if you're a freedom level four or five can you borrow money. Because I'm fronting it. Sure. Okay. So, and then if you don't return the money by X date, you automatically, you know, you automatically drop a level because now there's distrust there. Well, your credit, there's, there's some real life applications. There's some real applications. Yeah. Your FICA score has just gone down a little You've bit. You've lost some freedoms yeah. because now there's some distrust that goes in there. And the freedom level thing, we could probably do a whole podcast yeah. on that. But um, even when it comes to, if there's a conflict, the freedom level fives are going to get more of the benefit of the doubt than a two. I'm going to go, this person, as you can see, they're on freedom level five. Yeah. They have a general approach of trustworthiness that because you're in two, yeah. 
I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Susie Q. I'm sorry, man. Mm. Let this be kind of a motivator for you to get up to level five not, so that... They're not doomed to stay in two. They're not doomed to stay in two. It's every two weeks. Yep. And, so. and, and a couple things are popping into my head because if anyone's – because you said this, and I, 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 want, I don't want to wait too long before you mention this because anyone listening um, who I was the type of teacher, you and I are very mm-hmm. similar because you mm-hmm. mentioned classroom management. Mm-hmm. And anyone listening right now thinking like, kids are getting up whenever they want. You got a mm-hmm. store. They're buying mm-hmm. – that's a nightmare. People mm-hmm. are going to be – how can learning be taking place? Mm-hmm. Tell me – because your classroom management is your specialty. So tell me, how how does this fly? Me, meaning, yeah. obviously it works. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I've been in your classroom I, with kids. Yes. I have observed it. And so anyone listening, it does work. It's not a nightmare. But tell me why. And the perception is when you have a lot of fun things in your classroom. And I'm a fun person outside my classroom. Yeah. I play with the kids, tossing the ball, the frisbee. You know, I'm joking around. I'm just a very gregarious person. Yeah. And then when you walk into my room and you see the toys and gadgets, it's like, oh, the perception is that it's very loosey-goosey. Just all fun and games. There's not a lot of learning going on. And you can't have those things without solid classroom Mm -hmm. management. I would say, and I mentioned this in a Tim Bedley podcast can i throw out his name five minute five minute mishmash (laughs) gotta subscribe to five minute mishmash by i mean one of the things i use is the whispering rule your vocal cords can't vibrate which is it's very black and white and when everybody's only breathing with air (laughs) as soon as you hear this no matter how quiet it is vocal cords are vibrating Vocal cords are vibrating. So it, the kids don't feel picked on. Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't move down Joe mm-hmm. when he was just as loud as I was. No, it's your vocal cords were vibrating. Yeah. So kids feel respected. They know the boundary. It's very tight rule. The very first two weeks of school, I'm like, if you can get down whispering rule, your success in this classroom will yeah. be huge. Yeah. Another one I use is no lips moving rule. I could probably think of a better term, but I've been Uh describing it that way for six years or whatever (laughs) now. And it's, you can't even interact with your neighbor unless blood is (laughs) squirting from their throat. I I say that in my class. Yeah, unless you're bleeding. And I use kind of real violent imagery on purpose because if you don't describe it that way, Kids will move their lips with the best intentions because they're helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's hard on kids because I, I move them down for interacting with their neighbor. And they're like, he needed a pencil or he. Mm. And I'm like, yes. And we talked about the first two weeks of school of why that's problematic. That even if you have good intentions and you're interacting with your neighbor during no lips moving rule, why that would create more problems than what I'm describing to them. And it's because, and the kids would raise their hand and they're like, well, how are you going to know whether they were really helping somebody? I'm all, that's a great point. Ah, It's a great point. And it just avoids a lot of confusion. And and it's hard sometimes because kids, they're wanting to be sweet and help. And I'm like, 
I'm sorry, it's no lips moving rule. And although it's tough, I think that it creates less problems than the contrary because when it's no lips moving rule, they know that only me and that person exist in the entire room. And, and that's not and that's not that's not all six and a half hours of the school no, day. No. So it's like because again, there's pictures again, if you look at I, I tweeted out pictures of your classroom, there are no well, you have a couple, but they're not even in a regular there's no desks. Right. We're right. sitting right it's now grouping. at a, it's it's all grouping. So you have <laughs> a lot of your kids are interacting. Yeah. So don't take anyone listening that oh my gosh. Your kids aren't allowed to talk? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. There's it's a just... strong, healthy fear that he is not going to allow any exceptions for me to move my lips. During and that time. During that time. And when you remove those all exceptions but the blood, mm -hmm. it's... How, how... Well, tell me about... I'm going to save my question. Mm -hmm. Tell me about something else that, okay. that, you, that you are doing. And again, this is building culture. Mm -hmm. Kids love to be in your class. What? Tell me something else. I mean, I'm looking around the room right now. What, what else do you do in here that that helps build the excitement for learning in your room? Well, since I like a quiet classroom and I have strict voice levels, I give the kids a lot of breaks. So every half an hour to 40 minutes, we're doing five minutes where... Mm. I just let them move around. And that's where a lot of the kind of the fun stuff can come in because they know that in a half an hour, they're going to be able to yeah. be able to have some fun with some of the things around the room. One of the things that I use is the seven minute workout app. It's highly toted on, you know, the Apple store. And what I do is I use a software program called Reflector 2. And I think it's 1499 mm -hmm. and it allows you to display your iPad on your TV. The TV needs to be hooked up to a computer, but once that gets set up, I put on the 7-minute workout app and it's intense. The guy they do squats, they do wall sits, jumping mm -hmm. jack, jump, jumping jacks. They do step-ups onto a chair. It's pretty rigorous. So seven minutes, the kids are working out, and I have a personal trainer job. She walks around and makes, makes sure kids aren't slacking okay. and that sort of thing. But that's an awesome tool. I got three basketball hoops behind me, and it's three rows of eight because I have 24 kids, and then I break out the foam balls. And what's nice about having a lot of TVs displayed around my classroom is I can put the timer on that's right next to the basketball hoops. The kids can shoot. Just four minutes. Boop. And then they just, after they make one, they go to the back of the line. Uh, that's running. Like you had mentioned before, I have an, an amazing sound system in here. You, yes. I mean. You played a little music before we started. Played yes. a little music before. Yeah, I think yes, I have a 15-inch subwoofer in here. <laughs> and I, I brought in some of my own surround sound. Yeah, not district, uh, district equipment. It's not district equipment. No, that's it okay. sounds amazing. That's, uh, <laughs> we have a good sound. We, yeah, and then the kids can go over stuff, to the but... store. Uh, you know, here's your chance to go to the bathroom. And and I'm looking at your at the the seven minute mm -hmm. workout. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of my teachers use Go Noodle. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so you're you're getting the kids up. You're getting them moving. Mm -hmm. You're giving them breaks, mm -hmm. and 
you're getting your PE minutes into. Yeah. Because PE doesn't always have to be outside. I mean, for those listening in the state of California, if you're a first, an elementary school teacher, first through fifth grade has to get 200 minutes every two weeks of PE. 100 mm-hmm. minutes a week, this counts. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this mm-hmm. is physical this is physical education, physical physical exercise that that can go toward that. It's not the only thing oh, you're doing it, for PE. It, I mean, it's a great workout. They're doing push-ups. I mean, we were doing this daily. I've been getting kind of lazy lately, and I even told the kids, I'm just lazy. I don't want to work out. But <laughs> push-ups, I mean, I was getting a decent set of cannons doing this. And <laughs> I would say another piece, if you're, you know, kind of going along the classroom management path is a, a dedicated TV to a timer. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess it doesn't have to be de- fully dedicated to the timer, but I use the timer religiously. And even you if, have, fi- I go, yeah. five-minute break. By the time that hits zero, bottoms touching plastic, no lips moving rule with Charlotte's Web on your desk. Ready to go. I hit the start button, and the kids move around, and I, I tell them to help each other out. 20 seconds, you know, yeah. a kid will yell out. And by the time that hit zero, they're ready. They're slant ready. Yeah. I mean, their arms are folded in front of them. They know what crisp wood grain means. That means I want nothing there. Mm-hmm. And they know that when that hit zero, it's no lips moving rule until I give them a different voice rule. Got it. So, and I'll oftentimes wait. And I'll just look around the room with silence, just waiting for a kid to just... Susie, down. Oh, this is serious. Uh-huh. We're having fun, but this guy has high expectations well, when it comes to what, when I need to be ready, what kind of volume is expected, and and it's and you mentioned a dedicated TV that could be an iPad, uh-huh. that could be any any that's because uh, I've seen teachers that's an iPad sitting on mm-hmm. the. Uh, tray of the whiteboard mm-hmm. in the front. I mean, mm-hmm. or so it, it, you've got it like a, a TV or a monitor. And I mean, something a, a large... simple as it's bottoms touching plastic. That once again back to that black and white. Yeah. Because you'll if you just say I want you ready. Well, What's, what is ready? What is ready? No, I want slant ready. So mm-hmm. that means your arms are folded in front of you, and your bottom has to be touching plastic, and then it's no lips moving rule. So and Charlotte's Web out. And Charlotte's Web and and crisp. Wood grain, wood grain. So you'll have kids that'll slide in. They're like, Whoa. and because what's good about, I try to make rules as black and white as possible while also being reasonable because mm-hmm. if they're just a little too far-fetched, yeah. I mean, if they're just too hard for kids to reach, then they're not going to be able to attain it, which no lips moving rule for too long. I start to sense the, oh, sure. and I go, talking rule is now on. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. But you'll have kids sliding in, and the kids will point each other out because things are so black and white. They know. Yeah. They'll point. They're all, he didn't get back in time, or I'm all, who's vocal cords? And they're all, you'll have three kids all point to, to Joe, and I'm all, oh, I keep pounding the desk here. That's probably not good for the audio, but... <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. So you kind of have the own accountability, and I'm on Class Dojo. I have my that's, own. That's what I loved. You, I have my own you've avatar. You've got your own little avatar. And there. we've, they know I'm a teacher. There's certain things that. Sure. But, I, you're, but you're held accountable as well. I get back to my seat, and if I don't have Charlotte's Web, or I have Charlotte's Web, but I kept my math book out, mm. I'm not ready. Because I said Chris Wood Green, but my Charlotte's Web. 
dinged. So I get dinged, and I've been freedom level three. I'm like, man, I'm slipping this week. Now, freedom level fives want to stay in. I have to stay in. So that's kind of one of the things that are just, it's not going to go away, but I would be slamming a soda with some chili cheese Fritos. Mm -hmm. And the kids are all, they raise their hand and all, Mr. P, you, you're having a soda and chili cheese Fritos. Did you pay for an Eaton class pass? Because if you're not a freedom, if you're not freedom level five, you have to pay to eat unhealthy uh, foods. You can eat healthy foods anytime you want to, but an unhealthy food. But is... But they're all you're a three. I'm all. Oh. So then I get moved. Well, then I get moved <laughs> down, and it the the kids buy in because they see myself accountable to the same what sets of rules. And it's the question that I. What are the kids? What's the what's the What's the vibe? I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I already know the answer to this, mm-hmm. but you have so you you have very hard and fast rules, mm-hmm. strict strict classroom management. Mm-hmm. But with that, because I think many people say, "Oh my gosh, it's like a yeah." yeah. Everyone's if you step out. What's the vibe in here? I have there's so much fun stuff. I have to imagine that your kids are running to school every day. Is that they gobble it up? They're completely jazzed. Uh, we've hung out twice now outside of school. We've uh-huh. gone bowling. We've gone to the movies. The parents love it. It's yeah. It's they, it's it's just going great. I mean the the, the vibe is. If kids want to come to school, they're going to be more engaged. They're going to learn more. I, I always go back to Rita Pearson that TED talk. Every child mm-hmm. needs a mm-hmm. champion. Kids don't learn from people they don't like. Mm-hmm. Kids, I mean, if, if, they're, if they're not, if kids are happy, uh-huh. they're going to learn more. And that's where having rules that aren't gray helps because kids don't feel picked on. Mm. Although they're tight, they know that they broke a rule. Yeah. It, it may be a tough rule, but it's clear. And the rule is explained this is why the rule is, they're not arbitrary rules. The rules... The consequences are worse without the rule. Ah. I, I, and that's, I, I go, yes, there's some downfalls to this rule. Because mm-hmm. your intentions were great, and you're getting moved down. I mean, I've had kids, and they're in tears, because they're yeah. like, I'm, I'm dropping a level for wanting to help a, help a kid. But then, you know, maybe we need to... And anytime there's a rule change, I go, yeah. maybe this isn't working. That's what should we do? Flex, and I, I look to my level fives. I go, guys, what are your... I mean, I have kids that are very intuitive. They go... Uh, maybe we need to, maybe maybe we need we to need make to, an amendment Maybe to we school. need to make an, a, an amendment or switch things up or... Well, but, yeah, the vibe is... Well, like, when I'm gone... When there's a it, sub. When there's a sub. It, it's much harder because you have the fun things without the, the person's ability to... Manage it the way that you know how to manage, manage it. the tight classroom management. The kids, when I come back and I'm walking to my line, yeah, I've gotten applauses <laughs> because the stuff that they look forward They're like, to. He's back because yeah. some because it would make sense that certain things you're going to have to put on hold when you're gone. Uh-huh. And I think w- what a testament right there is when I mean shoot some kids. <laughs> subs here sweet we're gonna get away with murder type thing right right when you're gone that means some of these things that a sub may not necessarily they don't know how to run it's it's a little overwhelming they can't run all the time no mr p does wait whoa 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 i mean 
my kids are well behaved because of the structure. Sure. And I yeah. I tell them, hey, use no lips moving rule. Use they the kids know these things, but well, I just again before we started recording, we talked about there's there's gamification in terms of in a lesson, mm-hmm. and not and and you do that too. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen you, and we we probably don't have time to go into all that here, but your gamification is again you have created a classroom environment here again i'm looking around the room that resembles buffalo wild wings <laughs> um yeah and this show is not sponsored by buffalo wild wings but yeah espn <laughs> yeah th- that the kids we i have espn going on in the mornings before before school i mean that's you it, it's culture building it's excitement it's it's making i mean we could talk about the ps3 you, you i mean one of the motivations for not moving down a level is with a massive hd projector and i have which is district equipped this is district equipped did i did not, not have to buy his own pro, this is the, the projector yeah. that we've got in the classroom you've hooked a ps3 up to it yeah so you know quad screen uh, racing games, quads, you know, uh, that they can earn that, that there's earning. a game that I just downloaded ratchet and clank Four people can go at the same time. And you're moving your way through a world where you're battling opponents and it's awesome <laughs> with the lights off and HD and quad screen and the sound, the kids dig it. They want to, and going back to the, the culture piece, I hang out with my kids. Yeah. Almost every day. During during your during the during recess, my free time. During, during your free time. During free time in they don't drain me. I I I leave pumped. Yeah. I'm still cuz the energy is good They're and an we're en- laughing, we're they're an energy source, not an energy drain. Yeah. And I think And you can't have if they were disrespect and and I tell people I'm all if they were disrespecting me or crossing the line or doing things that were draining me, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be hanging you, out with you them. Would, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to give up your free time to do that. Yeah. Which, which is a, which is again, I think, a testament that what you're doing is working mm-hmm. because the kids don't want to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. You want to spend time with them mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. time because you've established. Going back to that R word relationships with mm-hmm. your kids mm-hmm. and if you have a relation if you have a relationship with your kid mm-hmm. that kid that kid will run through a wall mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. now this i mean but i'm almost I, I i was i was thinking back into my classroom now my classroom was it did not look like this <laughs> i i liked my classroom but i didn't have tvs all over the wall and i'm thinking of one of the things that i tried to do with my kids which pales in comparison to what you're doing here but i used to have i did something called the weekly homophone challenge did you have I ever told you about that or have you ever seen that it i was, went on your website when i first started teaching like every other day okay <laughs> awesome thank you very much are you kidding me um well the, and and this is a shout out to my to my good friend matt stricker he used to do something in his sixth grade class called john elway trivia huge huge denver broncos fan he had weekly john elway trivia and what he would do is he would have the kids submit guesses Mm -hmm. based on that like could they try to guess the Mm -hmm. question about john elway Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. took his idea and i create and i moved it into 
homophones, words right. that sound the same that are spelled differently. And I had a different riddle each week. So right, I had a bulletin board right inside the door. So when kids would come in, there would be a riddle on, on the wall. And I had a little cup with pieces of paper that the kids could write their guess on and a little guest jar, a little coffee, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coffee can. So for example, we, weekly homophone challenge, something like, what do you call an undecorated flying machine? A plane plane. A P-L-A-I-N-P-L-A-N-E. Awesome. Or if, if uh, they're not here, where are they? They're there. Right. T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, T-H-E-R-E. Things like that. So it was a fun way to teach them homophones. But here was the gaming part of it is... They would put their at any point during the day, during the week they could make their guess put it in the jar. Mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, last thing we did in the week is we would I would take the jar and I would pull a guess. I would pull a guess from it. If the guess was correct, but this was the other thing, and they had completed all of their work for the week, you tie it into. I the... tied it in, so they had to have the right answer. Mm-hmm. But if they oh, you hadn't you didn't turn in your. You mm-hmm. didn't turn your mm-hmm. essay. They were not eligible to win that week. So mm-hmm. I was working on the responsibility while having fun. So, oh, Joey's got the correct guess. And he turned in all his assignments. Joey, you're a winner. He got to play Deal or No Deal. And I found, and if you Google this, you just oh, Google cool. Deal or if, if This was several In front of the class. In front of the it's class. kind of like a game show. If, if, you, if you've Google Deal or No Deal, and you can find it was a, a flash game have the music and everything so what we would do is basically if you're not familiar with it there's like 30 cases and in each case has a dollar value from one cent to one million dollars and you choose one of the cases and then you have to choose cases to open you you remember the game show i do you choose cases to open and after six cases the banker will give you an offer do you want to keep your case thinking you have the million in there or I'll give you... And he's actually holding the tickets, it, right? Isn't that kind of his case? Well, or do no, you he, connect it, it to it, that? It, no, I didn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> he would, it, it would say the banker's offer is they'll give you $15,000 to walk away right now. And what I did is I had a conversion chart on the front thing. So like one cent up to $50,000 was one piece of licorice. From fifty-one thousand up to seventy-five thousand was three pieces of licorice, and it was incremental, and it would go all the way up. And if and one million dollars was a hundred pieces of licorice, so it was like half a tub of red vines. If if you got that, so I set it up where the kids would they would want to continue. Oh yeah, that's a buy-in. They would want to continue to go. And you got it on the big screen, and there's like it's like Joey, deal. Or no deal. And they're like, no deal! And the, ch- the class is cheering. So then they'd have to open more cases. And they're hoping that they're not opening the big values because that makes the banker's offer go down. And I did this for, ooh, I did this, I think, for five or six years. Three times I had a kid, I had a student get the million. Twice the same kid. Wow. The same student who was an absolute... The class, he was just one of those kids that everyone loved. And and it was it was so neat to see them cheering and slapping him on the back when he won. And it was it was a culture building. Mm-hmm. Again, 
without mm-hmm. all. I mean, mm-hmm. it was mild mm-hmm. tech, mm-hmm. but it was it was a little thing that just, that 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 the made, kids are cheering for him. Oh, it, it, that it just hearing it, applause in the room generates it, a sense it, it of made positive. It, yes, it made it so. Again, every Friday, that's how we w- we would finish. We had PE on Friday afternoons. Yeah, the last thing we did before we headed out to PE. Was weekly homophone challenge. Who's playing Deal or No Deal? Yeah, and they look forward to it. They, and they they had to make sure that they did their homework, mm-hmm. that they did all their mm-hmm. assignments, mm-hmm. because if they hadn't, even if they had the right answer, mm-hmm. they weren't going to get mm-hmm. to play. So that's something that again. So I think really the again the message from every one of our episodes is what what can you? I mean, what would you say? What's your advice to anyone listening? To any any teacher who is thinking about something like this, you've done it. What what mm-hmm. what would be your what would be your advice? Well, I would go back to the classroom management piece. Finding something that works. Mm-hmm. That black and white characteristic, I would highlight as being essential because yeah. I hear a lot of teachers quiet down. You know, they just, shh, shh. And there isn't any of that in yeah. my room because of the black and white nature. So find, if you can find that, that's huge. And then with a well-structured, maybe strict classroom management piece, you need to uh, balance that with the energy yeah. and the positivity and the rewards. Because it's, you know, I tell the kids it's high risk, high reward. It's, mm-hmm. yes, there's some strict levels, but look at the, yeah, look at the payout that comes with it. So, like we were talking about at the very beginning, have your incentives and your rewards big time. Yeah. What made the kids into the deal or no deal was the was the candy. Yeah, that's a half tub at stake. <laughs> yeah. Look at Mr. P's student store. Yeah, so you got the I don't want to lose that high rewards and then classroom management. When you piece yeah. those together, you know there's going to be well, it's going to be, be a great environment. It's, it's buy-in and and obviously, I mean again. You've spent a lot of time making this room look the way it looks. So I always like to say Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither is a classroom like this. Neither is a, my classroom website when I used to do it. Oh, wow, look at you. That was 10 years mm-hmm. that it took mm-hmm. to get there. So anyone... Oh, there's lots of trial and error. Oh, sure. Like, so oh, any... my store used to be just so much more complex. They would get paychecks with their face on it. It would have a breakdown of why they got what they got, and I'd be spinning my wheels with sure. this Excel spreadsheet. The kids would kind of take a half gander at why they got what they got, they, and then they would, whoa. Yeah. Now it's, psh, 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 and I'll call a kids over, you know, all, Maynard and Freedom Level 3, and then, you know, when it says right there, yeah. you had five too louds, and you yeah. can kind of approach it that way, but all that to say the trial and error just make it. Just try make it fun. Mm-hmm. If the kids are, I mean, the if, sound effects. Did we want to? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did, making wanna, it fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I, I wanted to like, touch on this. You've a couple got other like things here. applause, sound effects. I mean, at the push, like like a radio DJ. Yeah, should I run they, over there right yeah, now? Run, okay, run so over there. I have you. The key with the sound effects and and building that culture 
is it needs to be ready at a moment's notice. Yeah. So that if a kid slips, you can hit the... <laughs> like he trips over his chair, or... Or if they do something right... A kid's... A... Ding! <laughs> a kid makes a random comment. We're talking about math, and a kid raises his hands. What's for lunch? I just... Just kind of, wait, what? That's not what we're talking That's about, That's not right? what we're talking about, you know? There's fart sound effects on here. <laughs> you gotta, I mean, that may not fit your personality, but when a guest walks in or something and they're standing there, just, you throw the fart sound effects on there, and the, the person in the room's like, what? And Depending on which guest. Yeah. If I walk into the room, you could do you could I would do throw the, one of those for fart, sure. Fart sound No effect. pun intended. <laughs> now... Uh, yeah, they have. So, you, it's got to be ready, though. Like, and again, I have an iPad that is strictly for sound, for sound effects with the Bluetooth speaker. Because it needs to be impromptu. Hold on a second. No, the moment's gone. Yeah. Just in the same way that a radio show, you've right. got, you got a producer sitting at the... Yeah. At a baseball game, and then the ball goes into the crowd. It's like, boom, when it has... Breaking the, glass. So, yeah. Well, this is great, Chris. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, so, Chris, tell listeners where can they find you online? You're on Twitter as well. Where, mm -hmm. where can they find more about Chris Pasifume? Well, my website is www.teampasifume.com. My Twitter handle is at Team Pasifume. Mm -hmm. Facebook. Team, Team. Pasafume. <laughs> I mean... Very easy to remember. Very easy to remember. And that's P-A-S-S-A-F-U-M-E. Wait, how did you say that? I wasn't... P-A-S-S-A-F-U-M-E. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you had me question there for a second. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, so, well, yeah, definitely check him out on Twitter. He shares a lot of good stuff, puts pictures of... I mean, the other day you showed a picture of, of him behind the store uh, with the apron on, serving up some food for his kiddos. So uh, good stuff. Chris, thank you. No Hopefully problem. Hopefully you guys, uh, anyone listening, got something out of this. Take a risk. If, if, if there's something that your kids are into, see if you can bring it in because it's all about excitement. It's, I mean, it's not all – you got to teach. What you you're doing, teach. It's, you still got curriculum. You still got standards. We still have things like that. But if kids want to come to school, if you've got something in the room that they are dying to see, dying to experience, because that's probably what, that's a good, this is an experience mm -hmm. in your room. Mm -hmm. Learning is going to be higher. So, mm -hmm. Chris, thank you once again, man. Let's, let's go get those taquitos. That sounds you know? good. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Um, this this uh, podcast was brought to you by... Just kidding. We don't have a sponsor. It's brought to me by, by my, my loving wife, who, who uh, is very patient and puts up with me recording all the time. So, uh, But thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, I say every time, subscribe in iTunes. That way you don't even have to check. It's going to come right up, let you know I every time. I listen to it while I'm driving. There we go. Solid. Thank you very much. That's, that's a good one. I listen to my podcast when I'm driving, too. So subscribe. You can also find us on the website, brentcully.com slash podcast. Once again, until next time, thanks for listening. Have a good one.